0: In 1887, a man down in Alabama, sweet home Alabama, a man named Anthony Showalter composed a hymn. went on to become one of the most famous hymns in the English language, Leaning, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. This hymn has a refrain that is just as famous Safe and secure from all alarms. Safe and secure from all alarms. Let me make a massive understatement. All we hear these days are blaring loud, heart stopping alarms. We hear these alarms when we get up in the morning. We hear these alarms all day long. These alarms ring in our minds all night long. The alarms? We won't have enough tests for COVID-19. It will take years for the economy to recover. One out of six Americans is currently out of work. Have you seen what happened on Wall Street today? And then this massive, distressing, ongoing alarm. This pandemic will probably last through the end of the year and beyond. What? safe, and secure from all alarms. That's God's promise to us today. In the great book of the prophet Ezekiel, during this joyful Eastertide, we're looking at Ezekiel under the theme, All Things New. If you were with us last week, we looked at a new shepherd Today's topic A New Covenant. God says in this New Covenant that you and I are safe and secure <laughs> from every single COVID 19 alarm. Our text is from Ezekiel chapter. 34 verse 25, begins with these words, God is speaking, I will cut. In the Old Testament, covenants weren't made, they were cut. When English translations uh, translate the, the Hebrew word karat as make, they're simply wrong. The Hebrew word is karat. Karat means cut. In the Old Testament, they didn't make covenants. They cut covenants. And when you entered into a relationship with someone, either personal or business, there weren't notary publics. You didn't sign your name. There weren't attorneys. But there was blood, a whole lot of blood. In the Old Testament, when you entered into a serious relationship You would kill an animal, slit its throat, and spill the animal's blood all around. Cutting a covenant in the Old Testament was messy business. I, God says, will not make, not make, (laughs) no, cut. It implies death and the shedding of blood. Ezekiel goes on, quoting God. I will cut with them. Who's the them? The them would be Israel. Fifteen times in the book of Ezekiel, God calls Israel a rebellious house, a house of rebels. Think about it. To be a rebel is more than just breaking a commandment or ignoring a rule. To be a rebel implies taking up arms, seizing the castle of the king, and seeking to dethrone the king. In this case, Yahweh. They're a house of rebels. A rebel would be the strongest word in the Old Testament when it comes to sin. In the New Testament, the word? Wretch, wretch, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wretch, it sounds so antiquated, so old-fashioned, so out of date. Wretch, surely that doesn't apply to us today, right? We're not really wretches, are we? Uh, Misguided, to be sure. Misdirected, misunderstood, fair enough. A people who make messes and every now and then cause a little mayhem, uh, to be sure. For we're not wretches, not at all. St. Paul famously writes in Romans chapter 7, verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? Notice Paul's verbal tense. Uh, Paul, speaking as a baptized believer, doesn't say, what a wretched man I used to be. Back in the day, oh boy, back in the day, that's when I was a complete wretch. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Paul won't let us get away with that. Oh, wretched man I am. Truth be told, right now, as I speak, this very day, I am a wretch and a rebel. Ezekiel goes on, quoting God. I will cut, implying death and blood, with them a house of wretches and rebels. What amazing grace! a covenant. A covenant. A covenant isn't a contract. A contract is impersonal. A contract implies law. A Break a contract and you could get sued. Uh, you, you could lose your financial shirt. Break a contract is you could go to jail. You could be thrown in the slammer. A covenant isn't a contract. A covenant isn't a consumer relationship. In a consumer relationship, uh, we tell people, institutions, businesses, stores, I will be in this relationship as long as you meet my needs. You don't meet my needs, I'm done. In a consumer relationship, we say, I will be what I should be, as long as you are what you should be. And if you're not who you should be, I'm out. A covenant isn't a contract. A covenant isn't a consumer relationship. A covenant in the Bible implies a personal relationship. That is established by blood. In a covenant, God says, I will be who I should be, even though you are not who you should be, because you are wretches and rebels. And the Bible makes it clear that God's covenant, the one he's talking about in Ezekiel 34, 25, God's covenant can't be broken. The foundation of covenant language in the Bible comes in Genesis chapter 15, verses 9 through 21. Maybe you know the narrative. God is going to cut a covenant with a man named Abram, later called Abraham, in Genesis 17. And to establish this personal relationship, you can see up here on the slide, animals are killed, throats are slit, and blood is poured. And the idea, then, is that both covenant partners walk between These sets of animals. With the implication that if I break my end of the covenant, you have all the authority to kill me, slit my throat, and pour out my blood. This was bloody stuff. In Genesis 15, 9 through 21... God, for his part, in, with, and under this boiling pot and this torch, God goes through the slain animals. Uh, By doing so, God says, if I break my end of the relationship, you can kill me, slit my throat, and pour out my blood. Abram, later called Abraham, what does he do? Answer? Nothing. In in fact, uh, the Bible says in Genesis 15 that Abram sleeps through the event. And he just doesn't sleep through it. The Hebrew word is tardema, which means he is completely out of touch in a deep sleep. So who's the one who makes the covenant commitments? God, Abram, (laughs) he sleeps through the whole thing. In fact, Genesis 17, four times, reminds us that this then is an everlasting covenant. Why is it everlasting? Because it's based upon God's faithfulness and not Abram's. It's based upon God's faithfulness and not yours. It's based upon God's faithfulness and not mine. I'm a rebel and a wretch. Contracts are broken. Consumer relationships go south. God's covenant is a berit olam, an everlasting covenant. God says, "I will stay in this relationship even if you kill me and splatter my blood. I will never." Break this promise. <laughs> God says, I will cut with them, the rebels and the wretches, a covenant, a covenant, an eternal covenant, can't be broken, of peace. Peace, shalom, right? Shalom. A shalom peace isn't just the absence of conflict and warfare. Shalom comes from the Hebrew verb shalom, which means to be safe in body and soul. Safe in body and soul. Get it? Safe and secure from all alarms. In the corona paranoia, God promises covenant peace. Several years after Benjamin Franklin was flying his kite and discovering electricity, some Frenchmen wanted to see how fast electricity travels. So an abbot of a monastery volunteered 1,000 monks for the experiment. The monks having taken a vow of obedience, had no choice but to line up and join hands with the monk on their right and on their left. When the first monk was jolted, <laughs> what happened to the other 999 monks? <laughs> they jumped up at the exact same time. That must have been quite a sight. But we all know what it's like to be jolted and then jump. That's what pandemics do. Uh, What's going to jolt us this week? Something our president says, something our governor says, something our boss says, something our teenage child says. Ezekiel 34:25 I will cut with them a covenant of peace. Ezekiel goes on to tell us at the end of chapter 34 what that actually looks like. Verse 25 goes on to say, They may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I don't know about you folks, but I have never been able to sleep securely in the woods. <laughs> Lions and tigers and bears, oh me, oh my. Verse 27 they shall be secure in their land. Verse 28, they shall dwell securely. None shall make them afraid. What does that finally look like? In 1602, an Italian painter named Caravaggio, just had one name, Caravaggio, created this masterpiece. Uh, What does the cut covenant with them of peace look like? This is exactly what it looks like. Prior to Thomas sticking his finger into the gaping hole of the resurrected Jesus, Jesus appeared the week prior on that first Easter evening. And two times, John chapter 20, verse 19, and then again in verse 21, uh, Jesus comes in to the disciples, uh, minus Thomas, right, and says in his native Aramaic, salam lechem," or in Hebrew, shalom lechem," or in English, peace to you. Can you imagine what these disciples must have thought? Oh. So here's the covenant of peace Uh, with rebels and wretches like us. And here's the one who shed his blood. This is amazing. But Thomas wasn't there. He said, I won't believe any of that. So John chapter 20, verse 26. Jesus comes back the second Sunday after Easter, and again says, Salaam Lakem, shalom lakim, peace be to you. And of course, in Caravaggio's masterpiece, Jesus actually takes Thomas's right wrist and places his finger into his gaping wound. <laughs> Simply amazing. Caravaggio pictures Jesus as really bodily resurrected. The, the real Jesus has real flesh and blood, and the real Jesus gives real peace. Shalom. In the midst of a massive pandemic. And you can bet, if this is Ezekiel's covenant, that there was blood. Blood in Gethsemane, when Jesus sweat great drops of blood. Uh, Blood at Gabbatha, a lethostratus in Greek, it means stone pavement where Jesus is scourged. And of course, from Gethsemane to Gabbatha to Golgotha. There's Genesis chapter 15, 9 through 21. Here, Jesus gives us the gifts of the covenant. And Jesus says, I'm going to sign and seal and deliver this covenant of blood for you. Signed in his cleansing blood. Sealed in the Holy Spirit, which makes it all real for us. And delivered in the means of grace, the gospel, baptism, and Holy Communion. Signed, sealed, and delivered this covenant for you. A rebel and a wretch. Just like me. It was 1994. The Lessing Circus was fully open. Abby was eight years old, Jonathan six, and Lori. Little Lori Beth Lessing in 1994 was all of two years old. And the Lessing Circus was in full swing, literally. I was the spotter, the human catapult, and the ringmaster. I would throw them up and catch them as they came down. I'd swing them up and all around. They'd giggle and laugh as they held their arms out. Not once, not once did Abby, Jonathan, and ever doubt my ability. In all of the flips and flops, uh, none of them ever said, Dad, have you thought this out? They should have asked that actually, but they didn't. <laughs> Dad, do you know what you're doing? Dad, why don't you first practice with a pillow before you use people? Never once did they ever say that. They simply believed if God is the God of peace, then then he's going to take care of us come what may, even with our dad. <laughs> They knew if dad said he can, he can't. They knew if dad said he will, dad will. It was that simple. What do we feel like when we're thrown up and all around? How are we dealing with COVID-19, which feels like an ongoing circus? What is our response when we feel like we're completely helpless and up in the air? No one will ever snatch them out of the Father's hands. Jesus says that in John chapter 10. I'm convinced that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says that in Romans 8. I will cut with them a covenant of shalom. That's what God says in Ezekiel 34 25. We can believe this. We can believe this in life's hardest moments. Uh, We can believe this when it becomes exceedingly dark. Uh, We can believe this when it doesn't look like God is there or that God is acting at all on our side. We can believe this even in the midst of the pandonium called the panic of COVID-19. We can believe this with all our hearts Leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. (laughs) Safe and secure from all alarms. If the Father says He can, He can. If the Father in heaven says He will, (laughs) He will. Every single time. Amen.